Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery. The stock market is advancing for a fourth session with the S&P 500 on track for its best week since December 2014. Investors are weighing new economic data. The Institute for Supply Management said that U.S. manufacturing expanded for the fourth straight month in June as the outlook for new orders and production improved. Separately, the Commerce Department said U.S. construction spending fell for a second month in May, reflecting weakness in all areas of building. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg Radio. Dow Industrial Average is currently up 16 points, a tenth of a percent, trading at 17,947. S&P 500 up three points, an eighth of a percent at 2,101. The Nasdaq is higher by 13 points, a quarter percent, trading at 4,855. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil up 40 cents a barrel, 7 eighths of a percent at 48.74. Spot Gold up $19.20 an ounce at 13.39.90. And the 10-year Treasury is up 7.30 seconds with a yield of 1.44%. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. U.S. manufacturing looked like, on the headline anyway, that it had a pretty good month in June. In fact, as Bloomberg reports today, the fastest pace of expansion in more than a year when you look at the latest survey from the Institute for Supply Management. Their key index rose to 53.2 last month. That's above 50, so it's above the level that signals that manufacturing is expanding. It's up from 51.3 in May, so that's all good news. At the same time, The ISM had a special survey asking the purchasing managers at surveys across the country if they are concerned about Brexit. Are they seeing any impact on orders for U.S. manufactured goods and more? Joining us to dive into this very important question now, Brad Holcomb. He's chairman of the Manufacturing Business Survey Committee at the ISM. Brad, welcome back. Thank you very much, and happy Fourth of July to you and everyone. I will ext- I will say thank you and to you too, and of course to all our listeners. A, a lovely holiday we're celebrating this weekend. I actually want to start with a special question, Brad. Why did you decide to issue a special question to the people in your survey? Well, we felt that this was uh, potentially monumental and deserving of a special uh look at that question i think it surprised uh, most and so we went out to our two panels both on the manufacturing and non-manufacturing side with a series of questions related to brexit specifically what did you ask them we asked them about the uh their their view initial view of the net financial impact of brexit and then some details around what might be the areas of concern such as financial market uncertainty, currency movement, global growth, and, and so on. Okay. And uh, these are 
we might even think it's early days to, for manufacturers to see an impact, but I guess after all the volatility they see, maybe they're concerned about that. What did you, what did they say? What is the majority view or is there one? Well, half a step back, the current monthly report that we'll get to was largely collected before the Brexit uh, announcement. And so uh, we'll talk about that later. So the special question, the, the upshot of it is when asked about the net financial impact, <clears throat> manufacturing, uh, 58% said a negligible impact, 31% a slightly negative impact, 7% negative. On the flip side, 4% said a slightly positive impact. So on the whole, neg- negligible to slightly negative in terms of financial impact. And, of course, the, the basic question, the basic worry, I guess, would be that there'll be a drop in export orders because economies overseas will be weak and that will hurt uh, the demand. Now, new export orders, one of the sub-indexes of the ISM index, rose, actually, 53.5 in June from 52.5 in May. We also saw a somewhat higher production, somewhat higher new orders, even employment, that number rose above 50 for the first time since November of last year. You know, virtually all the indexes are pointing in the right direction. New orders you mentioned at 57.0 is the highest since December of 14, and production at 54.7 is the highest since July 15. So the three indexes, including PMI, have reached highs. Uh, for a year to year and a half time frame. What's driving it? I think it's building on the momentum that we've seen for the last four to four to six months. In the case of the PMI, it's been growing uh, consecutively for four consecutive months, new orders and production for six consecutive months uh, each. And that follows a five month period of a downdraft where the PMI was below 50. So, we turned the corner and moving forward, and it looks like we've got some some momentum here. So, Brad, uh, Stanley Fisher, who's vice chair of the Federal Reserve, spoke today, and he indicated that the Fed probably needs to wait and see what the impact of Brexit is on the global economy, on the U.S. economy, before it starts making a move on rates. Uh, do you agree with that? Do you think the Fed should actually, if, if manufacturing is doing reasonably well, should the Fed be considering another interest rate increase this summer or this fall? Well, I agree that we all need to kind of wait and see. Uh, even even our special um, report and, and uh, questionnaire get, gathers their initial view really in the in the early days of of this situation, and we've already seen the stock market recover. So we might get a slightly different answer if we were to poll today. So the real answer is we don't know, but it could go up, down, or sideways in the short term. In the long term, it certainly could mean, uh, you know, greater competitiveness uh, in the U.K., throughout Europe, and and globally as well. So – in terms of growth, what kind of growth does this signal your your index, the manufacturing index? Because a lot of people have been wondering if there aren't some signs of recession right now in the U.S. economy. Well, let's let's first say that the economy has been growing for 85 consecutive months, uh, according to our statistics and our correlations. 
And uh, this year, the average PMI has been 50.8, which corresponds to 2.4% increase in real GDP. And this month, annualized at 52.3.2 would correspond to a 3.2. So we're in the 2 to 3% area uh, in terms of the GDP. Brad Holcomb, thank you so very much from the Institute for Supply Management. This is Taking Stock, and this is Bloomberg. Puerto Rico, yes, they are going to default. What does it mean for investors who have continued to hold Puerto Rican paper? We're going to find out coming up. This is Bloomberg. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.